Welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Our maitre de jeu is McSwan, and this is episode 13. Uh, I will be doing a recap as uh, uh, Jean-Marie Dupois. So, without any further delays, commence notre voyage dans les ténèbres. There is a monster that stalks the Republic of France, and it's called mankind. Indeed, there are mysteries buried in the earth, things that had best be left alone to fester and rot in the dark. But it is men like the former Dr. Rougeau that stir up the dust and make a mess of the world. The man is a conjurer, and he has set about to sacrifice the whole of Paris to his dark and hungry god. He has placed magic symbols on the guillotines, which seem to dedicate the souls of the beheaded to his purpose. Ah, his evil, it must be extreme, because now, now even the creatures that haunt the dark catacombs, the eaters of the dead, seem to be on our side. They are, after all, creatures of Paris as well. After we had escaped the catacombs, we alerted the regime to the bloodless mess at the entrance to the catacombs. We presented our sickening evidence, and I hope, I hope, we are heard. But now we have chosen to act. We will go to Ergo's house and find his black book. We shall find a way to undo or to block what he has set in motion. If there is a God, and I am not so sure there is, I hope he is on our side. Now, um, following on from the, the end of last session, um, we're going to say that um, Pressy has been um, urgently called away. Um, his, uh, his young wife has been taken um, rather ill with about nerves. Um, which comes as no surprise to any of you for since her father's execution, she has um, not been uh, in the best of health. And there has been a, a, a steady decline in her mental state. She's not um, adjusting well to uh, a life of poverty, pardon me for just to say. <clears throat> so the uh, the question remains: uh, How do you want to go about it? Um, are you just uh, going to go in blind, or are you going to um, surveil the place, or um, um, how will you be going about this business? How much time has passed since we left? The catacombs. Um, you left the catacombs at about 
I think, was it about half past two? Okay. And, um... Well, we had I'm going to say you've got a, yeah, you had a few hours sleep. So I'm, I'm going to say it's probably, it's about um, seven o'clock in the morning by now. I think we need, uh, uh, I think we need to at least temper, very, very shortly stake out and see what the house is like. And then uh, see if Ergo is there. And if he's not there, then we should break in and, tear the place apart looking for his magic. Exactly what I was thinking. So, uh, we'll keep an eye on the place, see what we find, see if there's any commotion or, or noise or, or movement or anything of the sort. And then uh, we will creep our way in. Perhaps one of us will stay watching the entrance to uh, call out if there's any kind of trouble. Well, it's not like he's an aristocrat any longer. He's not going to have a compliment of guards or anything like that but who knows what kind of magic he has now is there any sort of warrant that we can even if it doesn't have his name on it just some paper legal papers we can get our hands on to show people to get them out of our way it won't hold up in court or do we have to wait for that in this <laughs> well, we republic i was i was gonna say um that um if, if there's one thing that, that you can rely on um, in, in the New Republic, it's that um, everything requires paperwork in triplicate. And every stage of that process seems designed to take as long as it possibly can. So it's all pure bureaucracy. Mm. But I'm not saying it's, to it's, get it's, it's influenced very heavily by the fact that many of the people who are running the, the, the various departments um, have been appointed because of their loyalty to the cause, not necessarily their ability or experience in running such departments. Well, so it is rather incredibly chaotic at the moment. Since we are soldiers, can we not simply declare the situation an emergency and go there? And because the man is obviously trying to destroy all of Paris, you just say that he was planting bombs under the city in the catacombs. If we wave a sword around and say it is for the good of the revolution, I'm sure that would be good enough. Good. That's all I wanted to make sure we were aware of. Now, my concern is if he returns while some of us are inside, he knows we are onto him and uh, we will be in his territory. Well, I should... He didn't seem to be able to, you know, as I recall, uh, the last monster of Paris, uh, Fenelik. Fenelik was able to do quite a lot of things. This Rigaud, he didn't do anything more than fight us physically. So a rank amateur in the dark arts, okay? I'm saying I, his, I magic, his magic may extend to the fact that we might not be able to kill him but it's not like he can stop us. That seems fair. That seems fair. I could be deadly wrong, but... <laughs> that is my concern. Why wouldn't he have used his magic on us? There are only three of us. So that only leaves two inside, and that is also a concern. Who knows what he has in there? So perhaps we should all go just because of that alone. 
So, so we need, we should grab a set or two of manacles for the hands and feet if we cannot kill him. Maybe we can bind them at the very least. Yeah, definitely. We'll have manacles with us if we need them. I'll wear them on my belt. We should each just have a pair just in case. Ah, it's a shame. It's a shame that a man who was once a servant of the people, a doctor, a physician, has gone so bad. He was once our ally. It is the evil that has done this to him. Well, he had much more to lose than we did with this whole revolution. And I am not so sure that... Uh, that somehow, some way, Fenelik is behind this all. Oh, once we visit his house, perhaps we can stop by and uh, ask Fenelik a question or two if he is still contained. If I never see that man or beast again for the rest of my days, I will be happy. Uh, he will I think... tell you lies, no matter what you would, you know. True. I would not be surprised if. Uh his situation was handled. I don't know how it was handled. Huh. They may have sent him to the island of... I can't remember the island. Uh, like the, Elba? No, the one where they... Uh, Canvey. From the, ma the, the Man in the Iron Mask. Oh. Ma Manhattan. Manhattan, <laughs> that's it. Australia, that's the island where they sent everyone. <laughs> The Devil's Island. Is it Devil's Island? Is that what it was called? Oh yes, Devil. Well, the, the one, the one like, in um, Papillon. Yeah, Papillon. yeah, that was Devil's Island in the um, Dreyfus affair. Um, was that the same? Case? So how oh, shall God. we? How shall we proceed? Uh, okay, so we will make our way there. We'll, we'll scout the area. Eugel, you are a sneaky one. You perhaps make a circuit around the place, and then uh, if we see nothing, we go in. Absolutely. Okay, well, I'm going to, uh, in that case, I'm going to show you a map. And uh, here is the map I'm showing you, a map of revolutionary uh, Paris. An historically accurate map of revolutionary Paris. Dr. Rigaud's apartment is um, in the northwest of uh, Paris. It's kind of a little north of uh, what was formerly the uh, Palais Royale. It's not uh, an enormous distance away from your barracks. Um, it's, I'd say about 15 minutes walk. Um, okay. Probably about 20 minutes walk if you're being um, cautious to make sure you're not being followed. Okay. And, um, you know, it's... Um, uh, it was... Uh, a fairly salubrious area prior to the revolution. Um, uh, it, it is, um, despite the, uh, the, 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 the recent lack of attention to infrastructure, it's, it's still the pleasant enough uh, part of the city. It's, um, um, 
it's near the uh, the buildings uh, that are uh, the, the new government buildings. Um, so it's you know it's it's, it's a well situated place. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people connected to the uh, to the government. Have apartments around here. It's it's surprising really that Rigaud was allowed to keep his apartment. So it's the same apartment that he had before, huh? Hmm. Mm. Um, run, give me a spot hidden. Nineteen. Uh, Twenty-one out of sixty-one. So that's a hard. Yeah, mine is a hard also. Uh, just okay. a regular, almost an extreme. Um. You take a couple of strolls to and fro in front of the property. Um, you, you've been told which one it is. It takes a little while to to, to find the the, the the numbers. They're not very well displayed, but you, you eventually realize which, which of the apartments it is. Um, and as you're walking past, you do notice that <clears throat> uh, above the door uh, is a rather large um, ornamental crest and the uh, the crest has uh, a rather elaborate wreath of um, olive leaves and um, a scroll with um, presumably something is is inscribed on it you can't see from from here um, but the the most notable feature is this big oval in the, in in the middle um, that's about a foot and a half wide and about two feet high. And um, you, can, you can see that um, this was very clearly intended to display someone's coat of arms. Um, it was probably very finely painted. Um, it has been painted over uh, in quite a slapdash way. Um, with black paint, and some of the paint has gone on the, um, the the surface behind it. Some some of it's splashed over the the, the wreath and the uh, and the scrolls. It's a very slapdash job. Someone's literally just got up there with a big brush and a big pot of black paint and just done and moved on to the next job. So not a great attention to detail. But that's not out of character for this time period, correct? Yeah, all that hereditary that is, stuff. That's quite that there's, there's every chance that uh, Rigaud may even have, have, have gone out and done it himself or got his servants to go out and do it himself because um, the only way any aristocrat would have survived the terror would, would have been to have um, just to, to have... Um, immediately renounced their nobility. Okay. So now I want to, <clears throat> besides that, I wanted to check any alleyways, but from a distance still, get the lay of the land, see what alleyways there are, and then walk around the whole back of the apartment, see if there's any other, notice any other escape routes or entrances, anything out of the ordinary. Using my, you know, um, uh, well, they're, they're, you'll you'll find um, as you expect. 
that there's uh, a back door, a tradesman's entrance where um, uh, food and drink would be delivered, that everything would be delivered to the to the back door. Um, on on passing round at the back of the house. Um, <clears throat> Actually, no. I won't. I won't make you do a spot hidden because it's 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 kind of it's kind of obvious. Um, the back door, which you take to be the kitchen door, is open, um, and there are um, there are people milling about who look like servants. All right. Now I'm not sure if we're all together. If not, I'm going to run back to the group and explain exactly. You know. The doors open, the servants, you know, what you told us. What, uh, Sergeant, what do you think is our best uh, way to enter? Ser servants inside. Not like his uh, servants from uh, last night, are they? Um, of the ones, um, Ujel, that you saw, um, one of them looked like a scullery maid. Um, and the other one was a, a young man, probably not quite 16, okay. uh, who was, um, <clears throat> just sort of moping about by the back door All right. as the maid was going about her business. If I might suggest, we are the only people with authority in this system. We could just walk up to the front door and demand to come inside. Well, the back door is already open. We could just walk up to the back door. We are soldiers. We are going in and walk right past them. We don't give them the chance to, if we knock, we're giving them the opportunity to hide something or... Revolutionary just, business. Yeah. That, that but, seems like a way to go. Okay. And if it goes bad, then we... Play it like highwaymen. We round them all up and threaten to blow their heads off. <laughs> well, we do that anyway. <laughs> We're soldiers. We have uh, our guns and everything ready. So, all right. Okay. Uh, marching order. I'm assuming Sergeant in front to announce us. Yeah, I, I will lead the way, and I will uh, try to uh, calm down any concerns they may have. So you're heading to the back door. We. Oui. Okay. Um, well, as you approach the back door, um, the, uh, the 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 backyard um, uh, is gravelled, so um, there's there's quite a lot of crunching from the sound of your military boots on the gravel, and. Um, so heads turn and people know you're coming immediately. Um, and not only is the scullery maid um, still out the back with this boy, but also now a couple of other people uh, have joined her, a much older woman. Um, and uh, a man of largely indeterminate age, he could be... It could be a good fifty. It could be a very bad thirty. It's, 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 it's hard to tell sometimes. Um, but these, these, these people are standing there, looking quite sort of puzzled. 
and quizzical. And um, as you uh, as you get closer to them, the uh, the the woman takes the lead and um, sort of takes a, a few steps forward in in front of the scullery maid, so that she's the, the nearest to you, um, and and greets you and says. Um, Hello, soldiers. Um, uh, 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 can I help you with something? And yeah, I'll step up towards her uh, and kind of motion for the other two to keep going towards the door and say, Greetings, madame. We are uh, here on revolutionary business. Do not worry. It will not take long. But where, where, but, but, but where, where are they going? They cannot go in my kitchen. Oh, uh, we we have uh, some business with Citizen Rigaud. But but uh, 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 Monsieur Doctor, he does he, he does uh, he he does not receive uh, visitors who come through the uh, the, the tradesman's entrance. Uh, we are not here as normal visitors, and we do not want to disrupt and make a scene. That is why we are coming through the rear. I mean, but he, but he is it, 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 he 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 is a bed. He is he has not yet breakfasted. No, this is not this is not proper, Monsieur. This is not proper at all. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Madame. He's it, still it, sleeping, guys. No, we're we're ahead of you. We're, now. Uh, we're going up. We're yeah. ready. Okay. Look, look, look. And um, as, she, as she she cries out, the um the the the, the middle aged. No, that's not a cue for you to get up. <laughs> the middle-aged man, um, possibly, or thirty-year-old man—it's difficult to tell. As I say, he—he um, he makes a, a concerted effort to um, block the doorway in in front of uh, Dubois. Get, and get out of my way! Who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? What is what is all this? What is all this business? Get out do of I, my way, or I will hit you with my gun! Do I hear treason? <laughs> Are you interfering with a soldier's duty? I'm just I ask you again. I'm just going to push him out of the way. Well, he he sort of you know he he tries to sort of make a stand of um of uh, of, of putting up some resistance, but um, as as you push him, you realise that I mean this there's not really much of it. Um, well, I don't want to knock him down. He, he is. I mean, he's he's primarily made of clothes, from what you can tell. He's, okay. he's a very scrawny man, and he's not. When was the last time you had a meal? <laughs> a meal? Oh, um, he came round about uh, three <laughs> weeks ago for a, a little glass of uh, um, canal water. <laughs> Let's search the house. Uh, so, so we just I was asked him. Oh, this, well, this woman is now going berserk. She's just absolutely screaming at Baba. Okay, if she starts screaming, I'm going to draw my pistol and thumb it back and say, Madam, pistol uh, ammunition is very precious, and I'm sure your life is as well. Now it she's screaming shame, and crying. It would be a shame to lose both of them. And the scullery maid has started crying as well. I'm, I'm going to look to the boy and say, please... For her sake, silence her. <laughs> I, I say to you, Shell, I say, Babon has far too much respect for women in 1794. 
So first things first, what do we see in the kitchen? Um, it's just an, a very um, nondescript uh, kitchen. I doubt um, it comes you, you would you would prov probably have expected um, uh, at any other point in your life you would have expected to see a, a, a great deal more in the way of um, uh, produce in a kitchen like this, but it seems very uh, very bare. Well, is there anything I can stick into my sack real quick as I go through the kitchen? Because we're hungry. Um, oh. We're no better than they are. <laughs> we're just we haven't been paid in two months. Roll a 1d4 for me, please. That's my, I'm the, pro, a two. I'm the provisioner. I need to keep us fed. A two, Mick. If, th if things keep going bad outside, who knows? Maybe they'll have one less mouth to feed anyways. <laughs> um, as you're going through the kitchen, you, you manage to pilfer a couple of eggs. All right. They go into my little coin purse that's empty. But you can, you can hear the sound of footsteps coming down the stairs. All right. Well, I, I go right out of the kitchen to where the the main area is wherever the stairs are. Okay. You, you, you get out into the hall at roughly the same time as um, a couple of footmen get to uh, the, the bottom of the stairs. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, not, um, they're not the same kind of footmen that you encountered um, at Chateau Fenelic. Uh So these are actual footmen? The, these are actual footmen. Um, the, these are um, one of them looks to be in his mid to late forties. Uh, the, the other is it must be in his sixties at least. But they're 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 both quite sort of um, tall, slim chaps. Very good posture, noses up, um, and uh, they they sort of intercept you in the hallway mm -hmm. um and there's definitely not uh, there's there's no sense of of, of aggression there's, there's very much a, a, a sense of formality and professionalism but uh, but monsieur you cannot be here um you you are you are uninvited uh, well, uh, this is most irregular get out of my way is citizen go upstairs uh, the, 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 yes, uh, Monsieur the Doctor has, has just has just woken. He is he's about to take his breakfast. He is yeah, uh, this business. I say to them, and I push past them. Monsieur, if you would like to wait here, I will I will fetch the Doctor for you. I'm I'm just going to go upstairs. Um, um, please, I'm as, 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 you, as you walk up the stairs, he's just he's, he's pleading with you. Please, Monsieur, at least, uh, uh, can we not behave with some dignity? At least, Monsieur, please. I, I ignore them, and I continue up the stairs cautiously. I'm, yeah, I'm right behind you. They're kind of. I mean, you 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 leave the two footmen standing at the at the foot of the stairs, um, sort of. Um, flustered and, um, and, and, and twittering at each other that they don't in entirely really know what to do. 
in in that you you suspect that no, no one has ever just attempted to just barge in before it's 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 not um it's not something for which they have a, a pre-planned response in any way um it's it's simply unthinkable behavior okay um as you head onto the the upstairs landing um uh, with more more voices now joining this commotion downstairs, you're imagining that the, the um, servants who who were there in the kitchen have followed you in, and are now at the foot of the stairs with the uh, with the footman. By the sound of it, because there are definitely women's voices in there, and um, you know it's it's it's, it's becoming quite a, a, a commotion. Um, you reach the upstairs landing. And in many ways, it's like you're standing in an empty house. Um, you, can, you can see these um, quite nicely uh, situated plinths that you, you, you imagine um, would, would previously held, have held some manner of objet d'art. Um, one or two... Um, noticeably darker patches on the walls that um, de denote the, uh, the, 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 the presence of paintings there at some point. Um, and at each end of the corridor, <coughs> quite a nice little alcove. Um, but, um, Just trying to uh, reassess. Hang on, I've. Oh no! I, I want to say something to you, Bella. He's following me up the stairs. Um, because I'm expressing my something in the back of my head, which I tend to just blurt out. But I'm like, why? Are, why is he not prepared for us? I mean, it's. He did encounter us last night in the catacombs, and he is, he's got to know that we are coming for him. Unless that really wasn't him. Well, I'm keeping that in the back of my head, too, but um, we'll see. We'll see I what we encounter in here. If this is a different rego, yeah. I'm just, I I'm just, that could be crazy. That could be insane, you know, but. I want to keep my ears peeled for Sarjan coming through in case they're giving him trouble so I could sprint back down the stairs in case. And keep your eyes open yeah. for the black book. Wow. And, and on that subject, like, given all the commotion inside, I'm going to kind of say a few things to these guys out, front, out back. Just, you know, stay here, remain calm, be peaceable, and everything will be fine. And then I'm going to make my way inside where there's, like, the big commotion in the kitchen. And my goal is to just kind of, like, give them some t commands to go about their work so that they can just kind of focus on that and calm down. And then I'm going to make my way after the team. I want to find out what the, Oh no. So you finish making your breakfast. You finish cleaning up what you are working on. You two men, uh, there's quite a, uh, dirty mess from our boot prints. I apologize for that, but I'm sure uh, it needs to be cleaned. There's a there's a there's a moment where they just sort of look at each other hesitantly, um, 
uh, or kind of as though everyone is waiting to see whether anyone else is actually going to take notice of um, of the orders you've just given them. Um, and at this point, I would like you to uh, make an intimidate roll, please. Can I just use my appearance instead? No. Oh, I'm actually not. Oh, this is going to have to be an intimidation roll. Uh, uh, 64 out of 40, so no. Who the hell are you to come in here giving us orders? I shoot him in the face. Just innocent people. I don't care. <laughs> wow, you went from sweet and understanding to okay. Well, and that, um, <laughs> uh, that's I mean that's point blank. So I'm I'm going to say that the guy is dead. You can't say it. You can't unsay it. So and, oh yeah. Um, at at this point, um. Right, now, who, uh, let's just make this absolutely clear. Um, Ugel, you're upstairs. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, Dupois, where are you? I'm upstairs about uh, four feet ahead of him. Okay. Um, when we hear the gunshots, we both jump about a foot off the ground. Yes, yes. Um, you hear a gunshot followed by um, screaming, uh, crying, um, by me having to find like bloody stats. We okay. now almost assuredly have to run back downstairs because somebody must may have shot. Right. Oh, it's 90 something, isn't it? Just one second. Uh... Ah. There we go. You didn't shoot the 16-year-old kid, did you? No, no, no. One of the footmen. Okay. 16-year-old kid knew better. No, I shot the mid. 16-year-old <laughs> kid grew up in the revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the other footman um, tries to uh, wrestle your spent pistol. Uh, away from you. Um, but um, he rolled a 91, so that's not going to happen. Okay. Well, Ujel will get down there first. Yeah. And I'm torn between going forward and coming back, but I think I'm going to have to check and make sure that Babon is okay. I switch. I put the pistol in, in my wooden hand, draw my hatchet, and then I'm just going to like kind of point it in his direction and say... Lives and shots are very precious. Two have been wasted. Do you want to waste more? And I'm just going to just, just, you know, sit down over there before you cause any more trouble. They already have to clean up his blood. Do you want them to clean yours? The, uh, the, the, the remaining footman um, looks up the stairs, um, presumably at um, Ugel, who would be the the, the nearest to him um, and with a look of terror in his face uh, he, he he pleads with you Ugel. he says monsieur monsieur 
He's, he's gone berserk, monsieur. Please, please. On your knees and stay there. What is this? What is going on? What is going on? Did you try and stop Sergeant from entering the home? Answer me. I think they're all cowering in the corner. I'm, I'm just going to have him. Just, with, with the, 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 he's just sobbing at this point. Yeah. He's just sobbing. He, just, he, he obviously disobeyed an order and he paid the penalty. Now you must obey orders and you will not face a penalty. On your knees and wait for us to return. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Is, you, is Babon okay? Everything is fine, I, Dupois. I point. You see him standing there. I look down and I see the dead guy and I'm like, mon dieu. Yeah, I'm just playing the the, the, the footman is, 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 is shakily um, uh, the, the getting down on his knees. Um, Give me the keys to the house. Well, then I'm going to immediately turn around and go back up rather angrily now. Okay, as you go back up the stairs, um, two things happen almost simultaneously. Okay. The first, by maybe a second or two, um, is the dog comes back. Um, the, uh, the, the first is that uh, ahead of you, or sort of ahead and just round the corner, um, upstairs, you hear a door open and at almost exactly the same moment, you hear um, a volley of uh, banging on the front door and um, someone shouting, uh, what has happened? Is everything all right? Is everything all right? What's going on in there? So John, do you want me or you on the door? I'll head to the door. Just hurry up and find what you can. I, I scamper up the stairs. All right, and I'm moving forward. I've got my gun ready. Uh, now my gun's out, so. Uh, at one and the same time, the door um, in front of, uh, just just around to the corner, just outside of Dupois, um, starts opening. And there is banging and animated voices from outside. Open this door, I, open the door, in the name of the people, open the door. I go, I go to the door and uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna open it up. Do not worry, citizens, everything is under control. Um, there are um, a couple of uh, militiamen with rifles, ah. and, uh, the uh, tricolour in their uh, in their hats, and uh, they look very uh, very concerned. And uh, well, what what is going on here? We heard a, a gunshot. Oh, everything is fine. Don't worry about it. But how can everybody think? Before? There is there is a gunshot. People are screaming. What is going on? Let us in. Conscript them. We're in the same army. Yeah, I suppose you're. Well, uh, if you if you really want to, this is a uh, this is kind of a difficult and concern, concerning mission. 
inside, up the stairs. You'll see a man named Dupois. Tell him that you're here to help. He murdered Remy! Shouts a woman behind you. Look, look, he is dead. Look, he shot him in the face. He did nothing. He did nothing. And I'm, I'm just going to look at these, uh, these two uh, conscripts, these militiamen, and say, did you or did you not hear an order? Uh, what? what uh, who are Up you? Up the stairs now! What is this? What is going on here? Up the stairs! And they sort of, uh, one of them sort of starts walking in and the, the other one sort of stops him for a minute and, and the guy shrugs and they, they, they both sort of start walking up the stairs very unsure of themselves. And they're looking, continually looking at you and then they're looking back at the, um, the servants who are going absolutely berserk and all of them are um, screaming murderer and assassin at you. <laughs> Then, then uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to point them towards the stairs, and then I'm going to walk back into the kitchen. Uh, do, I, do I see the old lady that I talked to outside? Well, surely by now we've gotten to the door. <laughs> um, you, you, are at the, you are at the door, yes. We're just, we'll, we'll switch over to you then at this point for a moment. Um, and I, I rather loudly, does the door close when I get near it? No. So I'm going to um, use the end of my bayonet to fling the door open. Okay. Well, the door, the door you, you, you push the door open, and there, standing just behind the door, is uh, Citizen Rigaud. Citizen Rigaud, you are under arrest for, for uh, treason against the Republic of... France, and I say this out really loud so that the soldiers and everybody can hear me saying it. Rico takes a long, deep breath and he starts saying something. I uh, immediately point my gun right at his face and I say, stop your magic and evil trickery. I'm okay. taking the Ugel, Ugel, where are you? I, that's what I was going to say. I'm taking the shackles off my belt and I'm walking towards him. Okay. You see, you see um, Dupois um, walks into the room and uh, stands in, in front of Rigaud, and Rigaud says something, and um, Dubois just um, stands there and sort of stares blankly at Rigaud with his hands by his sides, holding his, his, his gun. And um, <laughs> at one point he goes, I, I do that? Yeah. Um, but to you, Dupois, everything that you've done with picking up your rifle and pointing it at Rigaud and um, telling him not to move, and that, that is absolutely what you are experiencing. Okay. 
so I I have I take the shackles in one hand and I have my rifle in the other and I'm looking at um, Dubois and I kind of jolt him a little because I think oh, maybe he's oh. drinking a little too much and I'm sneaking a drink that I didn't see. I nudge him and I, I take a step towards Rigo, like almost to go behind him because I'm gonna I want planning on shackling him. But I think Dupas is just having a drink. You know, it's not unusual for him to drink. It's unusual. Oh, please. <laughs> Come on. It's, 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 the, it's the weirdest that you must have, you must have got um, distracted by um, trying to keep your eye on, on what Dupas was, uh, was doing. Because when you, uh, when trying to get, you try to get behind uh, Rigaud, but um, somehow he, he seems to be... Um, like a few feet further back in the room than, than you thought he was. And I went, Dupont. And I want to take another step. Or at least that's what I think I'm doing. Does Dupont respond to me? Uh, no, there's no response from Dupont. Right, so I'm going to stop and walk back up to him and try and shake him by the shoulder. Nothing happens. I just yell, Sergeant! And yeah, downstairs at those militiamen, get up there and help my men or I will have your heads. And then I smack the nearest screaming scullery maid with my uh, wooden hand. Oh, I have no um, more of this shouting. One of the, uh, one, one of the militiamen um, starts running up the stairs. Um, the other one uh, begins to follow him, but when you, when you slap the maid, um, he just stops in his tracks and... Um, and well, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing to this poor woman? Go upstairs. You'll find out what we are doing. You cannot treat this 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 poor citizen like this. You cannot you cannot slap her around like she was a, a common whore. I'm gonna walk up to him, like grab his shoulder and say, "Then you deal with it," and push him in their direction as I go up the stairs. Okay, um, you get to the top of the stairs, and. As you, as you get around the corner, you can see um, Dupois and Ugel just kind of standing there, staring into space. Uh, militiaman, what's he up to? Um, he's moving very cautiously um, towards the room, sort of... Uh, um, Looking to uh, looking towards uh, you, and then looking towards the door, very anxiously. As he makes his way towards the room, I'm gonna start reloading my pistol. Okay. You're reloading your pistol, um, and you're just getting around the corner. Um, of the room. And for a moment, you see 
Rigaud, seemingly um, in his nightgown, and he makes some sort of curious gesture with his hands and mumbles something. And for a moment, it's as though everything goes purple, like a really nice, warm purple. Well, of course, it wasn't called purple um, back then. It was it was called Ashes of Roses. Um, you find yourself just enveloped in this lovely, warm comforting color and um, it's kind of strange you can you can and, and you're all you're all experiencing this that there's just um, there's this strange sen sensation of being uh, manhandled and um, kind of fades out of this 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 purple and into a state that I guess must be sleep. I'd call it sleep. Um, and then one by one, you awaken uh, and you find yourselves uh, lying in the mud um, on the banks of the Seine with the sun just uh, going down and um, no recollection of quite how you got there. <coughs> du, du all you all of you feel like you've got like a splitting headache like a, a truly appalling um a truly truly appalling hangover am i missing any more body parts no i only have one hand oh i only had one hand not, before you know, you're not missing any body parts, and then a search of your uh, your possessions finds that you're not missing any possessions. But on the but the, the mouth, every coin is still there. The two eggs that Ugel stole are still there in your pocket. How did, did we get here? Go to the pub. I don't oh. remember that. The monster Rugo has done this to us somehow. We oh. failed. Uh, uh, perhaps he is not the pushover that we thought he was. Uh, it is his magics are stronger than just uh, surviving attacks. We should have just burned his house to the ground. Now we know. Uh, shit. Get up and dust myself off. We need a priest to come with us. The priest. Priest, there's no priest. Priest won't do any good. Why did he not kill us? 
Yeah, why did he not kill us? I was, I judged you when I thought that you were starting to kill people haphazardly, but now we should have killed them all and not asked any questions. Indeed. Oh, so uh, that did not go so well. Uh, why are we not, if he somehow drugged us or knocked us out, why are we not in shackles in the, in the, the Bastille? Well, perhaps, perhaps Citizen Rigaud does not quite have the influence uh, that uh, he once, once wielded. The other soldiers would have arrested us. Uh, are the perhaps. other soldiers anywhere nearby? Rigaud would have been transported too. Um, they, they, are, they are also here with you, yes. Um, and, um, well, one of them is. All right. Um, the the other one, um, you can see a set of footprints. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Could up and, and grab the one that's still here, and I say, "It is black magic. This man seeks to destroy the entire city with his magic." You see what we are up against. Go tell everyone. Rigaud must be destroyed. Well, he wastes um, no time in just uh, running off. He's gone. Okay, so that did not go well. <laughs> it is uh, quite an understatement. Um, well, on the upside, uh, he can only... Presume nothing but our utter incompetence. There so, is per- upside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, do we try again? Do we just go try to find, stop this uh, guillotine business? If we can convince who is in charge, see, that's something I don't know. Who is in charge of the guillotine business? Um, well, Probably the, the multiple the, guillotines. Yeah, well, the, the the person who is in charge of um, organizing the executioners. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the 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 person who is in charge of um, that that would be under. It would be the secret police who would um, uh, pursue counter-revolutionaries, because the only people being executed are counter-revolutionaries. Um, because um, you know, that's that's actually the only um, capital offense. Well, now they would be, they would be looking for people who are counter-revolutionaries. Uh, yes. So that would be, that would be the, um, that would be um, the uh, Porteur's daughter. Um, uh, who are uh, Robespierre's uh, secret police? They would be um, uh, uh, so the commanding um, person is uh, Robespierre's uh, deputy uh, Louis Aron. Well, to the others, I say here is a question, Citizen Rigaud. If we are to believe what Guillaume has told us. Citizen Rico has somehow managed to place a magic symbol on the guillotine blades. 
And I am thinking the only way he would be able to do that is if somebody close to the secret police or perhaps in the secret police has helped him. Otherwise, how could he possibly get this symbol onto the blades? That is a fair assessment, but we are soldiers. How are we going to worm our way into Robespierre's little machinery? I'm not sure we should, because that might be the very heart of the monster. But... If he has somebody on the inside and we try to contact somebody, we could be contacting the... Right, we would compromise ourselves. Why didn't he kill us? Well, it wasn't... We did do this in daylight. Perhaps that was our saving grace. How... Maybe not killing us, but maybe it would have raised more questions. Maybe he thinks we've told people, and then if we died going to his house, it would automatically be linked to him. I, I, I just, I, I, I think in strange terms. I think if he could somehow teleport us here to the banks of the Sin, he could have easily, easily teleported us fifteen more feet into the middle of the Sin, where we would have drowned. And uh, yet, something is, something is amiss here, and I do not know. This is magic. Are, are there any uh, vagrants or anything just kind of like sitting on the, on the sand or, or like, um, <laughs> yeah, anybody like, uh, you know, like rooting through the trash piled up on the side of the uh, river, like, um, you know, just someone who looks like they may have been here for a while. It's Paris in 1794. There are fucking thousands of them. Exactly. So I'm going to try to come up to one and say, hey, hey, my friend, <laughs> strange question, but how did I get over there? Back off. Come now, come so now. So you, you have to ask a few of them before you yeah. just actually interact with you. You could grab... Um, I'll try to persuade them. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, sorry, I was going to hand Sarge on one of the eggs and say, use it as a bribery. Okay. Um, yes. All right. You find a rather um, uh, scabby and disreputable looking individual um, whose, whose name is Brian. <laughs> Brion. <laughs> and uh, Brion. And uh, you give Brion uh, an oof. And just uh, he, he, yeah, and he, he just immediately just like sort of cracks it open and just eats it raw. <laughs> Contemplates the shell and then chucks the shell away, which is immediately eaten by a stray dog. <laughs> now then, what did you see? How did um, my friends and I come to be lying on the banks of the Seine. Well, those, uh, the, the, the other gentlemen, they, um, they, they brought you on a, on a handcart. I see. And then they, they lifted you off the handcart and they put you there and they took the handcart and they went off again. Good man, good man. Now there's our answer. No, no dark sorcery brought us to this place. No. Uh, 
So I'll turn to the uh, to my squad. And uh, so, who knows? Perhaps we should be dead. Perhaps uh, the person he hired to dispose of us uh, was a little reckless. Any number of things. But now we must decide where to go next. And options are limited. If If we could somehow convince our brothers to dis- to stop this man, but the more we speak of it, the more insane it starts to sound. They that will is a concern. Up. We'll end up in Sharrington with uh, Fenelik. Indeed. So... I am at a loss. I am at a loss for what to do at this point. I think things come through my mind to go back down into the catacombs and smash as many of those skulls as we possibly can. But there are thousands that we and we might not never find them all. That is uh is not uh and we don't know how much time we have. That could that could take days, weeks. And if he's putting more in there all the time, uh, we might be chasing our own tails. And I wonder if there's a report out that we entered his home and murdered someone. Then why weren't we not arrested already? Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> Soldiers <laughs> killed a person in Paris. <laughs> I, am, I am thinking we will firebomb the, the Putin's house. Ah, but that does not help us get the black book. We need that. Hopefully they burn the black book. If our crazy little demon friend is correct, how did we end up working with a with a with a corpse eating monster? I don't think he was a demon, you know. I well, maybe people have called him that, but they did not seem particularly. They were wretched and they were disgusting, but they were not like dead things or <laughs> ghost things. They were living animal things. Well, I am glad that uh, Pressy is not here to here to uh, hear you saying these things. But uh, perhaps you have a point. Regardless, it doesn't matter. He eats corpses, and we are his friend. Somebody <laughs> has to eat them. I am aware, and uh, good eating it is. So shall we, shall we call them worms? They're just they're just animal worms. <laughs> they eat the dead. Hmm. Well, we eat dead cow. Dead cow. I haven't had dead cow in such a long time. Sounds delicious. Um, maybe we should just pack up our stuff and just move somewhere other than Paris and let the whole fucking city go. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps. It might clean up more than, uh, than this revolution ever went. Ah, uh, but... No, of course we won't. Yes. We have to find a way to stop him. Hmm. So. What are the avenues of of direction? Can we go? Should we go to Charlton Asylum and see if uh, Fenelik is behind this? That seems like the most. It seems very off. The low impact. Uh, uh, we we can do that without causing a great deal of more trouble and shooting more people in the face. I think um, we also need to stop the guillotine somehow. That's that is the magic. We could okay. pose as 
we could pose as uh, guillotine uh, inspectors. French, exactly, French Republic uh, guillotine inspectors. And I am an engineer. Yeah. I am an engineer. We could say, why this blade is is incorrect. Let us give you a new blade. Uh, that Wait. that could work. Uh, they keep built now. Now this I'm just guessing, but they keep building guillotines, right? I mean, surely there's quite a few of them now going. There are, and and please don't call me Shirley. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody has to be making those blades. Well, I mean, the the technically the. Um, uh, yes, the the person who would be responsible uh, for the the oversight of of, of the guillotines, um, you know, as infrastructure, you know, for their maintenance and um, and all other aspects. Uh, so, I, I suppose maintenance and procurement um, would have been uh, Quentin uh, Fouquier Tinville, Tonville, Fouquier Tonville. Um, purveyor to the guillotine, who I believe also took people to the guillotine. Because I'm thinking they sharpen them also. Mm -hmm. Basis, yes. And it oh, might, yes, the whole there's a whole little cottage industry. There. Right there, th that may be where this. With every with every guillotine, you have to have someone to maintain the guillotine. It has to be oiled. It has to be cleaned. That may be the blood has that. to be washed off. Well, Bruce, that's had, a great deal. That may be when they have had the opportunity to put this magical sigil on there. So, uh, befriend the repairers of the guillotine. Yeah, you know, they're always making friends with everyone. We just go in there and demand because, you know, you don't have to kiss everyone on both um, sides. I won't, I won't make you, you roll that, um, uh, an intelligence roll for this, <laughs> but... Um, you know, um, knives, uh, uh, blades of all sorts, knives, swords, and things. Um, the, the makers will often put decorative patterns right. they'll on stamp blades. Them. Yeah, or they'll stamp them with a symbol of that maker's symbol. So it wouldn't really um, arouse any suspicion at all to see some odd symbol on the guillotine, you would just assume it was a maker's mark or a decorative thing or or um, maybe even something they've put on there to make it go more cleanly through the bone for all you know. Right. Um, you know, that, 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 would, that would be the extent of it, especially in the, in the mind of a poor peasant who saw that, it would just be like a pretty pattern on the blade that cuts people's heads off. So it wouldn't really attract any attention. So that means that that's where we've got to look. We've got to find out who is putting this mark on there. It, mm -hmm. He might not need for all of the blades to have such a mark, just the ones that is counting up his 10,000. Yeah, just the one. And then he's making those monsters out of it. So it would have to be one he had access to. Yeah. What is the closest guillotine to his apartment? 
But he's not that far from the uh, is it all from apparent? the main plaza. Plaza Revolution or whatever. I, yeah. I mean, like the big like Plaza of the Revolution or whatever it's called is not that far. No. Um, so we've got to find. We could we could look up in the uh, the uh, the blue, white, and red pages and see <laughs> if there's a guillotine blade sharpener located somewhere near the city. Um, I don't actually know how you'd go about finding out that piece of information. Well, there should be carts that go around from house to house to sharpen your scissors and knives. We could find a cart, ask them where the biggest workshop is, and that would have to be, or there would be a labor area for metalworking, maybe. Perhaps, just, perhaps Babon has the right idea. We just go up to them next to the guillotine and say, Excuse me, sir, but where might I find the people who shop in your blades? That's what I'm thinking. You know, that works. Guillaume's blade sharpening business right over there. (laughs) (laughs) I have the apron of a combat engineer. They will recognize me uh, immediately. uh, Most soldiers do not have the apron after all. All right. Well, maybe that's as simple as that. We just find out where they're being made. And then we ask them if 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 Ragol has visited them lately and see about this mark. Even if they know who he is, just yeah. by knowing who he is could make the association. He might never have uh, told them what he was doing, so. Indeed. I think that is our best goal. Perhaps peel one of us off to go uh, say hello to our uh, good friend Count Fenelek and see if perhaps... Uh, he has flown the coop recently. Well, I'll tell you what. You are the the nice one in the group. Why don't you and Huey Gel, you go and find out about that, and I will pay a, a, a trip to Charenton and see if, uh, at least to see if Fenelik is secure. Indeed. Seems, seems prudent. Okay, so that is our plan. I will uh, find this maintenance repairer, whatever of uh, the guillotine, you find Sharenton and uh, check on Fenelec and uh, we will meet up afterwards. Is Sharenton actually in Paris? Or just um, outside of it, I think. Um, I believe it's actually shown on one of my maps. Um, I seem to recall it is... Yeah, it's on... Uh, It's listed. Oh, it's there, right. Yes, it's to the... um, It's on the the far eastern edge of Paris. So I can get there within an hour, probably. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Um... It's it's not it's not a huge distance by any means, and it's um, uh, it's 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 literally it's just off the edge of the bit that's shown on on the player's map. All right. After after that, I will return to our barracks and await your arrival. Oui, oui. Okay, well, I'm just going to very quickly do Dupois' bit because you're going to get 
to Sharrington Asylum and ask after Count Fenelik and someone will say to you, there is no one of that name here. But he was delivered here. Is there anyone who is here? How many years ago was it now? Four or five? Five. Five years ago? But yeah, yes, yes, most of us were working here then, yes. Uh, who was in charge five years ago? Oh, uh, well, we've, um, as you might understand, the uh, the management has changed rather abruptly of late. Shit. Well, then, you, I, I want you to check twice. I want you to make sure that... We, we miss you, we. I, I, I suspect it's possible that uh, that they secretly executed him since he was technically a noble. And it was before the revolution, so. Yeah, there's, there's no one by that name, monsieur. Shit. Thank you. And I, I go immediately back. Because there's... Okay. Um, dead or... Well, like, likewise with the other two, very straightforward. Um, you, you walk up to uh, a guillotine crew and you say, who sharpens your blades? And um, the man says, uh, well, I do. See, look, and he, he gets out um, a file and a couple of wet stones. And I says, uh, I use these. Of course, the trick is, you see, um, you have to put a couple of wooden pegs in here and here on either side so the, the blade doesn't move when you're sharpening it. Otherwise, you know. And then at the end of it, I get a little bit of broken glass and I, I just rub it. It takes all the burrs off. So nice, you can, or you can, you can cut the hair in half on that. It's a lovely edge. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah, there's, an art, there's an art to it. Most people don't appreciate it, you know. There's, there's, there's an art to getting an edge on a blade. Aye. So it's something every man should know. You should know how to show. <laughs> well, uh, who knows? Uh, it is a, a, a good side note to see that a craftsman such as yourself uh, appreciates his work. Uh, but uh, I don't, does this have the uh, like a mark on it on the guillotine? Do I see uh, any kind of? Yes. Is that your mark, Monsieur? My mark? Yeah. Um, no, it is just. Um, yeah, they've all got them. I think it's like some maker's mark or something. Oh, really? Yeah, foundry mark, something like that. Do you know where it may have been made then? I have I have a, a Capitan. He's looking to make a sword. It's a big deal. I have no idea, monsieur. Oh. Um, you could go uh, and ask the... Uh, uh, I'm going to call him the, the Procurator Fiscal, but he would not be called that. I'm just calling him that because that's what he would be called. Um, in Scotland. I don't know why I'm even bringing Scotland up. It's because of the uh, association the French have with Scotland because of Bonnie Prince Charlie and the Jacobite uprising. It's, it's a very proud point for us. But um, I digress. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where they make them, Monsieur. I mean, no one... 
No one tells me nothing. Do I mean, I don't even know who I'm executing most of the time. And in fact, now I've, I've become Spanish. <laughs> well, Monsieur, is it okay if I take a rubbing of that uh, so that I can use it to uh, try to track it down? Knock yourself out, cabron. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do that. And then I don't know if I can... Since my sleight of hand is garbage, I'm just going to try to distract him. Let's see, persuade to kind of distract him uh, while I try to mar the symbol a little bit. Um, so you, what, you're going to try and just deface it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so just, like, just like add an extra line to it. I have a question for you. Two questions, in fact. One, so do you know? I take out my dagger. And I'm like, do you think you could sharpen this? Is there any way you could do some work with this? And I kind of step in front. And then I go, also, do you know how long you've actually had this blade here? Has this been here for months? Or is it a new blade? With this, you know, with the foundry, we're just assuming, like, maybe there was a new distribution out. <laughs> but I'm then so I give him the blade. He so, look so, so tempted at this point to do that joke where he just says, oh, this, this guillotine? No, this is the oldest guillotine in Paris. I've had this guillotine for five years. I've had four wooden frames and three blades. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. It's the old trigger and the broom joke. Um, well, uh, it's... it's it, he doesn't really require much distraction because he's not yeah. particularly playing, paying a great deal of attention to you. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. And he's, he's basically just sort of like looking, he's, he's waiting for the, 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 the cart to arrive with the next people to be beheaded. And um, you know, the, only, the only people who are really paying any attention to what's going on are the, 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 the toothless old women sitting there knitting and watching everything. <laughs> but, Don't worry, um, beautiful. You'll get a good show soon. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 know, you, you try and score an extra line into it. Um, but, um, you know, this, this, this symbol is like, it's been cast... Um, into the metal, um, right. and you, you can see that there's you know you, there, there's a great difference between the kind of scratch that you can make, and and the and the, and the depth and thickness of the of, of, of the lines as they uh, as they are, and it just it all okay. it looks like is just a scratch on the surface of the metal. It doesn't look like you've effectively gotcha. defaced it in any way. So I need some like Even time. Though, I mean, it's only, it's only a small thing. They're only maybe about that size, about like two and a half inches across. Um, so it's quite a discreet thing. It's not like a great big thing. That's just like. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. Uh, well, I guess I do what I can, and then hop down with with my. I I actually do legitimately take a rubbing of it just so I can have it to show around. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for your time, uh, citizen. Uh, keep up the good work. Yes. Um, yeah. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your, um, picture. We, oui, we, oui. 
as as we walk away. Yugel, if I had rations to give you, I would give you double rations. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you, though. Speaking of which, we need to eat. Let's get. Let's see if um, Japar is back at the uh, the barracks. Okay. I suppose. Uh, hopefully, he had better luck than us, eh? I hope so. Okay. Um, right. You. Um... On the way back, I'm gonna try to ask around at any uh, like blacksmiths or anything that might be in the area. Like, hey, do you recognize this symbol? Or you know who makes the guillotines? Things like that. As as we you know hit up places on the way back. No one knows anything. It's it's some government thing. Um, oh, I think they got the steel from such and such. No, no, no. You're thinking of him from over there. He made the, the, the things for the, the, the bayonets. And it's just stuff like that. It's just tittle-tattle and okay. hearsay. And no one, no one can really give you a, a firm idea of, um, of everything. But, um, I mean, probably you could just go and ask the relevant department and they'd tell you. But it would take a while to get the answer in triplicate okay um so you get back to the barracks and um you, you're just sort of filling each other in on on what you've found which is very little so that is what the symbol looks like mm -hmm. fenelic there is no record of him. Mm. I am not so sure that this is ominous. I think that is a good thing. Because if he had been incarcerated there and then he had escaped, that would have a record. As Wait. it was, I think they took him there and probably chopped his head off and didn't just let him disappear into the... If he had escaped, they would have said something. There would be. A you're suddenly interrupted by the arrival um, of uh, a very red-faced and sweaty-looking um, soldier who, who bursts into the barrack room, looks around, sees the three of you sitting there, and and uh, and just says, "Comrades, uh, comrades, you must go. You must go right now. You must go now." Okay, pick up quick, and quick. follow. So and just, just he's hurrying you, you. You recognize the guy. I mean, you've seen him before. His, his name is Cassell. He's, he's, Cassell. You, you've, known him, you've known him a long while. Um, and just as he's hurrying you out of the door, just literally pushing you out of the door of the barracks, he, he says, just, just, just hide, find somewhere. <sighs> you've been denounced. Right, we go. All right. Out oh. the back door. Okay. Um, the streets. I mean, the streets are quite quiet. We have lost all of our clout, as it was. We have to get rid of our soldiering clothes. We have to get regular clothes. We have to get rid of any distinguishing marks. Just look like citizens. Um, we know Paris, so we probably know exactly where to hide. <laughs> If worse comes to worse, we know a certain corpse eater who has plenty of room. 
<laughs> so I'm not sure if we come to that, but we have a bigger problem. Pressy. Oh, we must go immediately to Pressy and grab him and make sure he is not denounced. That could work. Okay. Fighting a battle with a an attention-starved dog. So, um, every time I move to do anything, I have this this nose comes under my arm and yeah. just goes. <laughs> I'm forever going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know though. I haven't. I, I'm not sure of my dog's motives. There's a very fine line between sort of friendly nuzzling and just coming up and wiping your face on someone, isn't it? Huh. Well, that's all right. He's, he's gone off and discovered the floor vent now. He's, he'll be sniffing that for a while. But, uh, so, yeah, I guess we're going to go try to round up Pressy and uh, prepare to find civilian clothes on the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm, I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to say that. Um, uh, given that it's it's your stock in trade, I'm going to say that Ugel is 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 able to um, trade your gear for some civilian clothing and, a, and some couple of days worth of rations. Okay. Um, I mean that's going to include trading away your muskets, um, because a, a civilian simply cannot be walking around with a musket. All right. You'd, you'd be arrested straight away. If anybody has pistols, they might be able to hide them, but the rifles, I agree, that's just a dead giveaway. Yeah, p pistols, swords, knives, fine, but, but muskets... Um, well, without my musket, all I have is a knife, but I'm good with a knife. Maybe we could trade... To uh, Sarjan has a pistol already. Mm -hmm. oui. I'm better with my hands and a knife than I am with a gun anyway. So maybe we could trade two of the rifles for a pistol to get to get to buy a pistol, right. and then the other one for the food. So the 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 uniforms and one gun for the clothing and food. Food. Two rifles for one pistol. Um. Okay, I'll I'll let you do that. And I could use charm or whatever too. I'm very persuasive, so. No, I'll I'll, I'll let you I'll let you get away with that. So I have a pistol now. You have a pistol. Better than nothing. A pistol. Now, I I give you guys all a little speech as we're as we're doing all this. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, now. Now, Sergeant, you are not Sergeant anymore. We, we must never ever call him Sergeant. That gives us completely away. I say now, now you are entering a world more close to where I have been for so long. We cannot always be law-abiding. We are fugitives. I we, suppose now we shoot more people in the face. No, now we steal <laughs> things that we need. We. Oui. Well, that's right up my alley. Um, How do you think you guys have been eating anyway? Half of that I've stolen. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it. 
we need to find a, a safe place, but we need to get pressy first. Well, everything, everything goes according to plan to a certain extent. You're able to trade um, your uniforms and your muskets for a pistol, some food, and some nondescript clothing. Um, however, when you when you get to Pressy's, um, the whole place the whole place has been cleared out. Shit! Oh, um, merd! Give me a spot hidden roll. Nope. Oh, well. six, sixty-one out of sixty-one. <laughs> Just barely. You cast your eye around the place, and I don't know. It's there's there's, there's it's difficult to make. Um, it's difficult to draw a conclusion when, when you're looking at a room and trying to assess um, the situation by the things that you don't think are there. But in looking around this room, there are things you would expect to see, um, particularly um, even even in these straightened circumstances with a... With a um, a, a woman like Melody, you would expect to see a couple of of, of dresses. Maybe not the fine dresses she used to wear, but there would right. still be a couple of dresses there. Or there would be a nice hairbrush. Um, you would imagine that there would be one or two keepsakes that she'd saved. Um, you know, one or two personal things. And there's a complete lack of personal things in this room. And as you search the room, you find that there's just... there's can't find any shoes you can't find any clothes you can't find any of the little bits and pieces that someone would have um, and you can't find any bags either it, it looks very much as though they have just hurriedly they escaped shoved everything into bags and fled maybe they did leave I, I go over and look at the fire uh, place. Is there like recent fire place, fire stuff in there? There, there are still hot coals in the fire. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. they've escaped. We need to get out of here. We just go out the back door, if possible. Maybe yeah. there'll be guard at the front. Make sure there's nobody seeing us. Yeah. All right. Okay. We will have to see if we can find Pressy. See if we can find Beaumont. Uh, he may be in danger as well, but I don't know where he is anymore. He has left our our, our company. Maybe he will be safe because nothing. He's not involved in any of this at all. And if anyone is knee deep in the revolution on their own, it would have been him. So. If anyone's going to survive this, it will be him. Well, you do your, very, your, your level best to make yourself look as nondescript as possible. I put um, dirt on my face so that I look like everyone else. <laughs> yes, you put dirt on your face. Um, <laughs> you cunningly uh, use a stick and uh, a red and white handkerchief and you carry that over your shoulder <laughs> with your with your food in it, 
like you know <laughs> poor people do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, black out one of your teeth and tear the top off a trilby. And <laughs> wear, wear a top hat with a, a top <laughs> I don't think I have any facial hair. No, I don't. I'm going to grow facial hair. I just like that. <laughs> yeah, I have grown a moustache. <laughs> Voila! Just walk around like this. Masculinity, one hundred percent. Get it? We get hats. We get hats to pull them down. <laughs> okay. We we dress like regular citizenry. In that case. What, I, what I'm going to do then, I'm, I'm going to end um, this week's episode a tiny bit early, but on a cinematic note. Okay. Maybe um, I sent you something also. Okay. That's understood. Okay. okay. So we will, we will end this episode with the image of, uh, of the three of you. Um, your pockets stuffed with all the provisions you can get hold of. Um, clad in some old rags and um, armed as best you can. Um, heading off down a side alley somewhere in search of a safe place to rest your heads uh, now that you have been denounced and that uh, all of Paris is against you. Mm. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, Great Our players included Fred Carter. Well, Fred Carter wasn't here. <laughs> He'll be here next week. Luke Stram, uh, Luke Strom, Jason Melnicek, and myself with Mick Swan as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month really helps us a lot. You can find a link in our description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We really enjoy reading them and answering your questions. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of the Google role-playing game. Until next until next time, good luck. Good game.